Former swimmers looking for a way to give back to the sport in New York City? Reach out to Imagine Swimming. Since 2002, they've been the premier learn to swim school with international and American staff, including Olympic champions, Anthony Irvin and Eric Vent. Imagine Swimming offers infant to adult classes, plus competitive team options, water polo, and an artistic swimming club coached by an Olympic silver medalist. With flagship locations across Manhattan and Brooklyn, Imagine is always looking for the next generation of swimmers to pass on their knowledge and passion for swimming. I've talked to some of the, the best underwater male kickers in the world recently, Coleman Stewart, one of them, um, Tom Shields, another. From your perspective, uh, from a female perspective, uh, one of the best in the world at this, how do you develop your underwater kick? Um, take, take me through kind of the specifics of it, like, you know, how, how many kicks do you take? How have you trained that? What's the best form of training to develop your underwaters? Uh, from your perspective, if you could kind of run us through that, that'd be really helpful. So I'm really type A. So every practice, I'm counting my kicks, my stroke count, not just every practice, but every lap, pretty much. Um, I'm always trying to think about my distance per stroke, distance per kick. And so this development has been over 10 years. And mm. I started my freshman year. I had an ankle injury after my freshman year. And so that took out my weapon going into that summer and I think from there it was just trying to build off of that again but it was started out by maybe six kicks off every wall and fly my freshman year and then building an extra kick year after year from there um, but it's kind of like a science I played around with my stroke count my kick count at each match in ISL and made adjustments and I ended up taking one less kick off my last wall uh, during my world record swim so that way I could hit the wall better take an extra stroke rather than going into too much hypoxic swimming kicking at the end uh, because then I kind of just go into like seizure mode and <laughs> I'm not really moving too far but too much farther forward it's faster just to get on top of the surface mm -hmm. um, but I've worked with the same strength coach at UofL for 10 going on my 10th year as well. His name's Jason Durking. And so I think a lot of my development has come from the weight room as well. And it doesn't just start from the, the underwater swimming or off the wall, but also how you push off and working on my push offs and being really explosive, how I hold my line. I'm not just rushing into the first kick, trying to be patient, carrying the speed. And then also on the breakout as well, trying to surge and carry as much speed as possible, not rushing through. And so each component is so important, um, but really thinking about the up kick, down kick, having a good balance in that. Um, but I do love underwaters. I could do 25s underwater all practice. I'm really, really proud of my, uh, my lung capacity, I guess. <laughs> Well, in, ter in terms of, of that, I mean, it's easy to be really good on the, the first lap and maybe even off the wall, you know, um, but, but obviously on that, on that last lap, on that last underwater is where kind of there's separation between maybe even some of the top athletes in the world at the NCA level for sure, at, at the level that you're racing at now, at the ISL, that last wall is, is crucial, it's vital. So like, how do you do the training for that last wall? Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. And I think um, it's just being consistent. And we do 
uh, we this my training has changed a little bit in this fall, but mm -hmm. obviously I've had so much of a base from Arthur's training. And then this fall, I started working more with our sprint coach, Chris Lindauer, and he helped train the guys on the four, on the 200 medley relay and NCAAs that won this past season. And so I wanted to mix it up for my mental health this fall and just try something different because I haven't done um, that specific sprint training um, since my sophomore year. So I wanted to try something different. And so I've just been doing singles since trials and a lot less aerobic and more power base. And so with that, we do a lot of 25s or no breath, just working on 50 pace. And um, it's the accumulation of that where my body's trying to break down, but I'm still trying to keep the same tempo, same high level. Um, we'll also do some 50s back to back to back, and which is kind of simulating like a skins. And so it's about trying to maintain that and stay at the same speed and trying not to fall too far off of that. And I think that's what helps me on that last 25. And it's also how I approach the race. If I'm super stressed and tense going into it, I'm going to use way too much energy on that first lap. Mm -hmm. And it's such a balance because if I'm really using everything and uh, way too, um, yeah, just tense, I guess, the first 50, then my last 25 is really going to suffer. So trying to carry and use as much free speed in the beginning of the race so affects how I bring that last 25 home. Interesting. I, I do want to dig into the changes that you've made in, in a second. I, I just want to kind of touch on a little bit more of this development of your kick a little bit more and, and dig into that. Do you do um, primarily kicking on your stomach, uh, on your back, on a board? You know, when you're doing sprint kicking, how do you mix it up? Mm -hmm. I do all my kicking on my back. My board kick is not very good. So I've seen your challenge for the mm. 50 kick. <laughs> and I'm not sure how I would fall on that. But a few people a, have said that, yeah. <laughs> I do a, a good mix of fly kick and free kick. And I also do a good mix of kicking on my stomach and on my back when I'm doing underwaters. My, which interesting is my DPS or distance per kick, DPK, I guess, mm -hmm. is actually um, greater on my stomach than on my back, but kicking on my back is faster. So I don't know what that exactly means, but um, we've been mixed around with a little bit of tempo trainer kick this fall, which I think is super fun. I love to try to mix up the amplitude of my kick and find a good balance in there and try to keep a good amplitude, but then increase the tempo. So I, I love mixing it up and trying new things and um, don't do too much sock kick, but that's oh, in the past I have, and that's super, super challenging. Um, what about in terms of, um, okay, your, your head position in your streamline, are you the type that has the head out and down or are you tucked into your streamline? I think it's a little bit forward. My, my arms like land a little bit behind my back, but it's not too much. Like okay. my head's not tucked towards my chest. Um, and I really, my kick, I feel like comes a lot more from my, my chest and my core, um, trying to keep my, my arms and my shoulders pretty still. So right. I'm not like bouncing back and forth too much. 
Okay. Um, okay. So it's, yeah. So it's like from, from the shoulders up, you're trying to stay very kind of rigid, not a lot of movement here, but then the movement is basically starting from the chest and, and yeah. through the core. There's a lot of kind of, is it kind of just like a wave? How do you initiate it? Mm -hmm. I think a lot about my core and um, my glutes, I think. Um, my, I remember talking to one teammate and she said that her quads really kill her when she's really trying to push her underwaters. But for me, it's more my hamstrings really working that up kick. Uh -huh. um, and what I'm really working on in warm up, thinking about working my kick, I'm thinking like really using my core to bring mm -hmm. my um, hips and chest down. And mm -hmm. then before I extend, so. Um, okay. I love to break it down and warm up before I put it all together. So each part of the kick is warmed up and ready right. to go.